Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back. J former DP Austin, Old School. We're in effect a little nostalgia day today, man. We don't have to always talk about Huskers. We talk about a plethora of things. It's because we are, we got it like that. But we ended up on uh, talking about the uh, difference of eras, and I was talking. I was about to tell a story about what my ask my. You know what? It I, it took me some courage to ask my dad about when they lost Super Bowls, right? Because I listen. He played on some great teams, and he said the best team that he was ever on, they never got it because of the non-call of pass interference for Drew, Drew Pearson. At home, at the Met, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely offensive passing. Coke appearance. bottles flying everywhere. Right, yeah. Referee, I, we, <laughs> need to, we need to track him down. But I, but <laughs> yeah, I right? asked him about playing Jack Tatum in them, in the Raiders. And so Bud Grant, you know, he, you know, my, he had, you know, he didn't have a lot of rules, but he had certain rules like when you travel, he wanted to know, you know, sport coats and suits and everything. And uh, so there must have been a function that the two teams go to. And my dad, <laughs> my dad said that you know they had everybody's you know looking good, got the haircuts, you know, and all that, got the suits on. So they were getting off the bus, all of them suited and booted. Here come the Raiders, leather jackets, chains. He said two of them came up in motorcycles. My dad said, "Listen, man." He said some of them dudes was intimidated. He said the Raiders were like a gang. And so I was asking him about John Madden. And I got to meet John Madden once. Mm-hmm. And he, I was, you know, he's like, oh, your dad's a great player and all Did this. you get in the Madden mobile? No, I didn't. But, you know, he had broke down out there in Kearney or something mm-hmm. like that. But I didn't. I met him actually when I was playing. And so, you know, he's talking about my dad, you know, whatever. And so my grandma, who was like, you know, she, that was football, I mean, was our thing. You know, I talked about, you know, watching Redskins in Pittsburgh every year in training camp would be on every – we'd sit up there. I would not go outside. It was like a special – tradition i'd get up probably eat frosted flakes kick it we'd watch it and evaluate everything and she talked she's like i do not like that john madden and she because they were close right and she was like he used to say you know you got to tackle chuck foreman we got to corral him we got to grab his legs you got to break his legs and she was like she was she was like he was talking about breaking my babies <laughs> you know so she was she was saying hey, i met you all the way up until she passed away man rest in rest in peace she was mad at john madden man she was like she said john madden was over there you gotta break his life she she, yeah. she knew yeah she knew. man you know and so uh you know I, I asked my dad about the super bowls he's like they played really bad against Pittsburgh. He felt like some guys were intimidated. He said they he said they lost the game. He said the one against the Dolphins hurt the most because that's the one that they kind of were in it, kind of like the Broncos, and they did, lost it. Now, he did say this. He said one teammate that, that, that has grown to prominence that nobody ever really likes or hangs out, never around it. If you watch the social media stuff, there's you see Alan Page, Carl Eller, Frank my Tarkenton. dad, you know, you won't see Fran. Mm. 
You'll see Ed White. They got a big theater this weekend. Paul Krause will come. You know, he lives in a big cabin. He'll get off the lake of fish, and, he, and he's great, you know. Uh, all those guys will come. Wally Hilgenberg and all that. Mm. They talk about whenever they got to the Super Bowl, it became about one player, and he had always changed the offensive scheme. Always. He said that was the biggest thing that Jerry Burns told me. He's like, because I, I asked Jerry about it first, and he's like, we somehow, some way, always not dance with the girl that got us there. And that's the and so that's where you know you know they had some great teams and some great players. You got to think that the Purple People Eaters, those four dudes. I mean, you think when Gary Larson is just kind of like an afterthought, when you got Jim Marshall, Alan Page, and Carl Eller. I mean, heck, I mean Carl Eller looked like he could play right now. And you got to think, you know, like Matt Blair was a draft choice. You had Jeff Seaman. I mean, they had some great teams. So. But some of the stories he talked about the Super Bowl. When he said the Raiders were over there in leather jackets and, and dead chains and baseball bats, he was like, oh, oh it's going to be a long game. And he said that, he said when they hit Sammy White, he said Sammy White got right up, though. Took his helmet clean off. Yeah, he did the helicopter. That was the first helicopter. Say Dresdenfels wasn't the first? No, actually, you know who else got him? Did you ever see Ruben Foster hit Deshaun Watson in the National Championship game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. 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 Head really got him. Yeah, he got him real good. He got everybody. I mean, he had every, he had Lin, uh, uh, Leonard Fournette put him to sleep. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, man, football is a different game and 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 different standards. You know, I think a lot of guys, you know, sometimes get in a little bit too quick because they get involved in the media and they streamline them in there. Um, I love Michael Irvin, but when he was on the NFL Network and he was telling guys, "Oh, we'll get you in next year," like that's see to me that's. Of course, it's not fair, but it's not it's not right. You know, guys get in it. You know, at certain times. I mean, heck, big ups to Roger Craig because he's pretty tight with my dad. That he finally, you know, is getting his thing. And so hopefully that'll streamline some more multi-purpose backs up in there. But um, you know, it's never an easy process. There's a lot of great players that sometimes get overlooked and stuff like that. But uh, you know, some guys get in that are a little bit questionable, but it is what it is. Well, it's the it's the Roger Craig, Gary Clark, Gratishar. Like there's some folks that come to right. mind immediately, and you know that their place in the game, uh, their moments in the game, big moments in the game. Whether right, yeah. you won a Super Bowl or not, they still played. Gratishar played in just some amazing ball games. Right. Yeah. Uh, played against great competition. It, a lot it, of times, the only guy that could play defense in Denver. Yeah. And well, so well, just, him and Mecklenburg were, were were the two guys. That was it. The defensive backs weren't were getting gar- it. They were garbage. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, then you it got, was you tough. Know, I mean, yeah. you know, Thompson and and and, and Steve Wilson and uh, yeah, they weren't getting it done. You know, <laughs> like my, you know, those they, are they, my guys. Those are my guys. Play, but right. I understand, like, because he coached at, at Howard University. We did right. broadcast for him. Uh, matter of fact, when when Pep was his his quarterbacks coach, Pep okay, Hamilton yeah. was Pep Hamilton was was Steve Hill, Steve Steve Wilson's quarterback coach at Howard. Because uh, he played at Howard. And- Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And when I came from Charlotte to D.C., they hired me to come in and set up their broadcast um, along the way. And you got to see how how bad it was. Tony Lilly, uh, who's now uh, one of the top ten football coaches in the state of Virginia uh, down in Woodbridge. A lot of Broncos were in that area, man. And they, they tell us they got close, got close, got close. And then they did celebrate when they finally won it under under Elway and, and uh, Davis. But, man, there's some, there's some dudes that were out there that deserve the – there, there's some running backs who were better than 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 Davis. You like, win. Uh, it just depends on what you look. He wins in Super Bowls. He had the two thousand yard season, so uh-huh. you, you know you can't you can't you. I'm have not to mad get, that he's in. Not, no, and, you could talk yeah. about it and stuff, yeah. but uh, you know, it's, you know, just for the thing. But your is, dad, in, until your dad gets in, it's not yeah. right. Like well, it's just until, well. Here's the thing: <laughs> for some people, they'll make excuse production. Then mm-hmm. some people they'll say the production doesn't matter because you're in Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Well if that's the case then Trent Dilfer needs to be in there. Same with Brad Johnson. But I want to ask you this, Austin. Since I'm looking here, Jordan Love and the, you know, it's the it's the year of the new quarterback, right? Whether it's straight from CJ Stroud, um, and other rookie quarterbacks starting, Jordan Love finally getting his chance. Richardson started if he's not starting now, I would I for me, if I was the coach, GM and as a, if I was a Colt fan, I'd want him to start. I feel like the worst he can play is better long term than Gardner mentioned. All things withstanding, I think the offensive line will bounce back. What are your expectations, and what do you want to see from him, even if he doesn't start right away? Or what do you want to see from the preseason? And I think they'll they'll play him even during the regular season if he isn't starting. They'll have some sort of pack. They're gonna bring him along. In some form or fashion, what do you want to see from him? Progress, right. super raw, kind of in the the Mitchell Trubisky boat where he didn't start a lot of games in college, right? Um, and that's why the Bears fell in love with Trubisky was the traits he could throw on the run, had a good enough arm. Turns out it was the processing that was behind. Anthony Richardson hasn't played a lot of high level, high speed snaps yet, right. um, so I want to see progress as the year goes on. I want to see him. Uh, he's going to try to make big plays early. I don't think being too passive is going to be an issue because Florida called on him to be Superman too many times. So I want to see him not put the weight of the world on his shoulders. Um, and the biggest thing in year one that I want to see is that he starts to command that locker room. And I say that it's going to be kind of hard to measure, but Michael Pittman Jr. is a guy I really like as a wide receiver. Oh, yeah. I, I think he yeah. could... No, I'm not going to say, you know, the next Manning Harrison or anything, but he needs an, Anthony Richardson needs a number one receiver. Michael Pittman Jr. is already there. If Anthony Richardson can show Michael Pittman Jr. enough, create enough of a connection there, 
and convince the front office to keep Michael Pittman Jr. around, keep that relationship working, that's huge. If he can, I don't think he's going to get through to Jonathan Taylor. I think that ship has sailed. But <laughs> win over enough of the locker room to keep enough of the interesting, fun, yeah. young pieces around to build a nucleus. I, I don't want to put statistical benchmarks on him because sure. I think it's going to be rough. I don't want to see him you know, taking unnecessary hits. Run the ball, use your legs. It's going to help open some stuff up for you, but don't be reckless with it. Um, and be better by week 17, week 18 than you were week one. Well, I mean, heck, when you when you draft Josh Downs, who was a record-setting ACC receiver mm-hmm. um, in the third round, you're doing something right as far as skill position because you got to think they got Isaiah McKenzie, who I think is, is going to have a breakout year. You got Pittman. Alec Pierce is kind of like under the radar, right? I mean, because look, when you I got, don't mind him. Yeah, but he's like, you, you, when you think of receivers, there you're gonna think Pittman Jr. And then you got the offensive line that I think is, I still think is one of the best in the league. If they, I think they collectively just had a bad year off. Um, and then I think you know Mo Alley Cox, even though he's not listed as a starter, he's a problem, matchup wise. No, I'm kind of done with him. He can play a role. Hey, don't talk. There'll be no, there'll, there'll be no VCU player. Ram disrespect on this right. program. I mean, he's a basketball there will be player. Zero, I mean, come on. There will be awesome. zero VCU Ram disrespect on this program. You like him? I, mean, I like him. <laughs> I just, I, I'm over the, oh, he's leave, a basketball player playing football. Leave Hi. me alone. Leave well, I'm, saying, I'm fine alone. with him. I think, it, I think if they could just red zone him mm-hmm. instead of they, – they, I think they went too fast to – oh, he is a matchup problem because he's six eight and can jump and do all that. Oh, now you can be our starting tight end and play eighty plays. That was way too. You went from eight plays to eighty plays. Yeah, and it's too much. Well, yeah. guess how many tight ends the Colts have on their? Uh, I'm looking right their now. Their roster right now. How many? Twelve. Nine. Yeah. I thought I was say to nine tight ends wow. on their fall camp roster. Wow. <laughs> well, what does that tell Look, you? Y'all got bigger problems. Important position. Yeah, yeah, you know, but you're well, important. Got a lot of that means they ain't got none. Yeah, you got a lot. You got a yeah. problem. Just you're like a, when you say you got three quarterbacks, you don't got none. You got nine tight, tight ends. You, you got, don't got. You got, you got zero. You got so. none. Let's send a shout out before we go to break. Let's send a shout out uh, to the Johnson to, to the Johnson family. Uh, Kate Johnson suffered a concussion last night. Transported uh, to Harborview Medical. Uh, he's 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 fine. Uh, but he suffered concussion. It's pretty scary at the moment. We had reached out to Cluster last night to let him know, hey, man, we're thinking about you. So uh, from 93.7 Ticket uh, and Husker Nation, we're rooting for y'all, man. Hope you're feeling better uh, and look forward to your return. Yeah, no doubt, man. That stuff is, uh, you know, they have to be extra cautious. But anytime that the, you see it, until you get the A-OK, you know, it's always, um, you know, on pins and needles. So glad that I'm just reading here where Pete Carroll – even last night said they got a good report. You, you got text message from Cluster, so glad he's on the on the upswing. And you know he's a tough kid. He'll be back out there. Uh, just want him to be cautious and go out there when his you know got all this stuff together. So yeah, man. Well, with that being said, we're gonna go to break. Also, JoJo Doman is listening as backup Sam linebacker. So look, he's still hanging around doing his thing. But uh, Jay Foreman, DP Austin, we're gonna go to break and then send you guys off to the weekend. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.